0: we're gonna just take a little bit of time today um to go back over vision and fight to see apologize for running a little behind i think the vehicle time is different but the vehicle time is different than the actual time because <laughs> i was like i should call but then when i got in here i saw why so my apologies Alright, let's, uh, let's pick up a little bit off of Where we left uh, For sake of time we, we don't want to get into everything But let's go to Let's go to Habakkuk 2 And we'll do Habakkuk 2 Verses uh, 2 and 3 Habakkuk 2 verses 2 and 3 uh, Which reads And the Lord answered and said Write the vision make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. So it has a specific destination. It says, but the at, at the end, of course, it's projecting a future. It shall speak or it shall express itself. It says, it shall not lie, though it tarry. Seems like it's taken a while. It says, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And uh, the uh, Hebrew version of that Means it will not take long. It will not take. So, but it doesn't mean. So, so, so here God has this vision which we've been talking about, and He's in, He's given us a piece of it, and then we're infused into this. We're infused into this earth realm to carry out our piece of the vision. It ultimately, it's God's picture for our life. The Scripture says in Psalm one thirty nine fourteen, He fearfully and wonderfully made us. So He customized and crafted before he put us here, he made sure. So he was making Ray, and Ray was almost like his brother, but he 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 kept adding what Ray needed to to individualize Ray. So Ray would when he looks in this mirror of the word, Second Corinthians three eighteen, he would be changed into his image, God's image of what God purposed for his life. And so and in in carrying that out, as we've been talking about, God has a particular vision for us. So so the tough part is a lot of times people write vision but they mistake goals and vision. So a goal is uh let's see let's say if I ran track, the goal is I wanna win the state championship. So that's a goal. <laughs> um the that that goal puts us on a platform, that platform draws attention to us which we use to draw push people towards God Uh, so God's vision is why he gave us that ability and put us on that platform and why we're establishing our whether it's long or short term goals Uh, but the challenge is a lot of times we'll say we'll we'll write something down as far as what we want to do and then we'll involve God in it (laughs) when it's supposed to be the other way around we're supposed to be inquiring of God we talked about this before with David. Like That's why David was uh, considered a man after God's own heart. Why? Because even when it was obvious, even when it was something in the skill set, like going back and get your family because they stole your family, and you're a warrior, and this is what you do, he still inquired of the Lord. Because he wanted to make sure, okay, Lord, shall I pursue? And the Lord said, you shall pursue and cover all. So now God projected his vision on what David was supposed to do. And I think that's what's so tough if we can return to calibrating our lives to harmonize with God's vision. The scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, and all things to be added unto us. So now we start to attract the things that really fulfill us. It doesn't mean we won't be successful without God's vision. It's just that we won't be fulfilled. So so if you think about what most goals you you reach to go and the, uh, I don't want to say the thirst is being quenched, but you're at least getting your appetite fed by the client. you climb it towards the goal you know okay i can't wait till i do this i can't do this then you do it and it's this spiritual wiping your forehead and go like it's over but now you feel this void because like well i figured once i got to the goal it would be bliss or everything would just be so wonderful and it's like okay something's still missing then you set up another goal you know something's still missing when the whole time if you just play off a of guy's vision, it just it just keeps quenching your thirst. It was a uh, John chapter seven says it's, it's like rivers of, of, of living water. You know, it just keeps flowing. It just keeps flowing. Or oh, David said, "My cup runneth over." It's just I'm always filled up, and and basically I'm doing is spilling on everybody. Versus I'm so uh, uh, thirsty, I'm pulling on everybody. <laughs> it's a difference. So so that's what clashes relationships, that's what clashes husband and wife, that's what clashes families, uh moms, dads and children's because okay so so we, since we have family I have to use y'all. So that's the f- that's the, that's dad. So that's that doesn't mean he's the only one that that's going to see anything but he has the big vision. So everybody else's vision fits underneath that covering. But his vision fits under the covering of God. So we flow together when we're all in harmony with vision the Bible says a house divided can't stand well let's say if uh... so raise my son for this example so raise my son and so 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 we're coming up together we're flowing together i mean think about it, you know it's, 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 it's me and my son we have a good relationship we play ball together we're doing stuff together and we're just flowing together you, you, uh, go to school come home dad i'm about to go do such and such did you go to school come home a dad i'm getting a car you know as he got older fine no problem because he's flowing the vision well all of a sudden he wasn't coming home you know it's like, where's he at now who changed that pattern us or him he changed his pattern right so and his pattern wasn't harmonizing with the, with the with the flow of the vision so if someone had uh infiltrated his his view and so now he's playing off of their vision without having the ultimate of where they're going. All he knows is what he likes today, but he can't see where it's going to take him tomorrow. But it it feels good today because it's comfortable, but it's taking him down to craziness tomorrow where my vision didn't feel all that good today, <laughs> but it was taking him to fulfillment tomorrow, right? So so now we're kind of bumping heads, you know, now, now because... I have a vision, he has a vision, that's called die, die vision, that's why dice is called dice, is two, so if I have a vision and he has a vision, that's die vision, we're going to clash, right, because a house divided can't stand, so the goal is for us to get in harmony together, not for me to lord over his life, it's for me to lead his life, not for me to, uh, uh, to stop him from being fulfilled. But the, the, and not for him not to have no success but to direct them into what's going to be fulfilling that's how we flow right that's, that's why we flow great together alright good All right, so same thing with uh, me and my lovely wife uh, you know we've been casting vision in our house since 1992 but I remember uh, uh, especially when it's was getting close to pastoring we had the vision and one time she got this opportunity so she took the opportunity and I was sitting in the house I didn't say nothing but I was like how does that line up with the vision? But I was saying it to myself, you know? (laughs) Then I said, well, I can't just keep this to myself. I said, so babe, I'm just curious. Now, if we didn't have a vision, I wouldn't have had nothing to play off of. But I said, so sweetheart, like, I noticed you took this opportunity. How how does that line up? Where were we going? She says, actually, to be honest, it doesn't. But I wasn't even really really thinking about that. She says, from time to time, I need some faith boosters. So yeah, we talked about the vision. We're we're doing some things to move towards the vision, but we got to, we got to, revisit the vision, you know, even the scripture says in Deuteronomy 6, it says, it says write it down when they read it, when they, when they walk by the way, when they sit it down, when they get it up, put it on the doorpost, bind it upon their neck, you know, I I noticed uh, when I used to uh, be on campus at Ohio State in the locker rooms, there was always uh, vision statements all over the place, you know, and so people start playing off of this is how we roll, you know what I'm saying, so under pressure, you're playing off of what's constantly being communicated to you. Over and over and over, so that says you we're playing off a of vision, like you know this past year we' was playing off of what new beginnings, new beginnings everywhere, new beginnings on a wristband, you know, new beginnings, but then new beginnings was popping up in people's life, but it wasn't like we just talked about it one time. remember halfway through the year, we did a uh a, a new beginnings remix, <laughs> right? We went right back through it all over and go, over, so that's important but but I wanted to to emphasize something we said last week and just give us something new in the passage of scripture in the, the time that I have left. So last week we talked about our vision is about God and his vision is about us. Our vision should be about God. His vision is about us. So it's tough. I was I was sharing with, with somebody earlier today, uh, not somebody, I said somebody. Uh, well, I did talk to somebody else, but it initiated what me and my wife was talking. And I said, man, if we could just all get back to giving, like to our original design, if we just all just get back to giving and I said so if you think about it God fearfully and wonderfully made us the Bible says God made us in his image and after his likeness so his number one design the Bible says God is love right so the number one attribute of love is giving like God couldn't help but he was so he was so full of giving like that that he breathed giving so he created Jesus important poured into him he created the Holy Spirit that wasn't enough he created man and poured it into them he said let us make man in our image and after our likeness so our core design is giving So what happens when we, instead of transforming, like the Bible says, we conform to the world? Well, then our core design changes from giving to taking. Right? It changes from being selfless to being selfish. Right? So now it's not about giving. So so we were talking about that, and I said, man, just think about this for a second. Like a tree. Let's just take a tree. I've never seen a tree go to counseling for depression. I've never seen a tree... uh, Keith, man, I'm doing okay, man. I'm just dealing with this anxiety right now, man. I'm just, I've never seen I've never seen a tree concerned that, th- that it's going to get the nourishment it needs. Never. What does that tree do? It just gives away its fruit. But it, it doesn't look back to see if it's going to get the resources it needs to produce the fruit. It just gives away the fruit. But the scripture says, we shall be like trees planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth our fruit in our season. It talks about whatsoever we do will prosper in Psalm chapter one, but it says we sh- we, we want to be like the trees. They're still, they're solid. They're planted. <laughs> they ain't all over the place, and they're tr- they trust God, right? If we could be like that, return back to making our vision about God, th- uh, doing producing what we came here for, and really not thinking we're cheating ourselves by giving all that's in us trusting that uh we were talking about this you release what's in you your talents your gifts sort of like last night well then what's for you is being released but if you hold back your fruit somebody's holding back the fruit that's supposed to nourish you right it's just just a uh interesting or a simple way of looking at it and, and i was saying this uh uh sunday i said last week but it was sunday that's how Lucifer got kicked out of heaven. Think about it. God's whole vision was about his angels at the time. You know, we weren't here yet. So his whole vision was about so so he 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 specially handcrafted uh his messenger angels and he and he made Gabriel the archangel or the prince over there. Then he handcrafted the war angels. They they were they were uh undefeated, you know, they warrior angels. And he he assigned Michael as the archangel or the, the prince over the warrior angels. And then the third of the angels he thought was special because they were going to create an atmosphere. Those were his worshiping angels. And he handcrafted the archangel or the prince called Lucifer to be over them. And he made him the chief of all the, the three princes. So he's the man. Then he, took, then he went further. I'm going to make you special. So not only will you worship like this thing with your voice, you move and the right sounds will come out of you. You just just go like this. And and the perfect pitch comes out of you. And he said, that's not enough. I I love you so much, I'm going to make you brilliant. So he adorned them with with jewels. So God's, all of God's vision was about Lucifer. So why in his thinking would he start thinking, man, I'm going to be like the most high. I'm going to do my thing. Why? It's already about you. So you corrupt the whole process when you're making it about you. God's already making it about you. You're supposed to be making it about others. Philippians 2.3, esteem others better than yourself. Philippians 2.4, uh, look not every man on his own thing on the things of others. You know, we talk about those scriptures a lot here. So, so when you think about when God's design is all about us, just like with, with Satan, and then once he started making it about him, God was like, well, that, that, we can't have this in the atmosphere we can't have this level of selfishness at the headquarters where we have to pour out into mankind. Like lightning, he, he was gone. He was gone. It's not even a, it's not, it's not even a consideration in God's space and God's realm to have that level of selfishness. So we have to really seek, so, so we have to ask ourselves when we start to be tempted to be selfish, and, you know, when we're fighting, you don't care about me, it's all about me, what about me, what about my needs? Is that us? Or have we been infiltrated? <laughs> has has our vision been blurred or skewed? Has it even got a, a worse thing? Have we been deceived? Or even worse, have we crossed over into de- uh, delusion? You know, defending the illusion. You know, all because now we can't see. You know, so you remember the scripture we gave you in first Peter it says uh well, let's look at it second second Peter one a fight to see a fight to see now i gotta remember where it was that let's see second Peter That's second Peter one and we'll start here." At verse three, it says, "According as this divine power has given us unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness." So we already know that God wants us to have things that pertain to living this life, but also things that pertain to godliness, right? It says, "And through knowledge, and through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby given us, given unto us." exceeding great and precious promises see again it's about us God's making it about us that by these you might be partakers of his of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that's in this world through lust so if we don't escape the corruption of this world through lust we don't partake of his divine nature and we miss out on that fulfillment that God has for us and in verse five it says and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue But we talked about this the other day, that obviously faith is not enough. You need virtue. And it says, and and, and to virtue, knowledge. So obviously virtue is not enough. You need some knowledge. And to knowledge, temperance, self-control. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. So some people would just be happy if they just had godliness. But it's saying you need these other attributes also. That's just like having one arm. (laughs) And you're going to survive with just an arm. You need your entire body. Right? And then it says for, uh, I'm sorry, what was I at? Uh, six. No, godliness. Seven. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. And that's love. It says for if these things be in you. He works and abound. So, so it's one thing to be in you, but they have to remain. They make you that you either, that you shall neither be barren or unfruitful. We talked about the tree earlier. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, key key scripture, but he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. That means they can't see out ahead of them. They can only see what's in front of their face. And has forgotten that he was purged from old sins. Key key, key scripture there, 2 Peter 1, 9, can't see afar off, is blind and can't see afar off. So now let's think about this. We've all been around people that we would uh, categorize as blind. Do they recognize they can't see? When you're talking to them, are they talking like they can't see? They talking to you like they know what they're talking about. Now, everybody in the room know they're blind, but no. <laughs> everybody in the room know you are deceived right now. Right? And know why everybody in the room know you're deceived? Because we've been deceived. <laughs> because we've gone down that road. <laughs> right? And we just we don't want you to let blindness sting you like it stung us, right? I mean that's just the reality no one's talking as if how could you ever be blind no they're saying hey I've been blind too (laughs) you might want to put these on (laughs) well in particular they might be saying you might want to put this on (laughs) right because you're losing sight of why you are here you're losing sight of what can fulfill you you're settling for respect among fools you're settling for uh, less than fulfillment now you're losing sight of all you can do. Uh, and cheating yourself. Like like almost taking a path of least resistance. Well. I know I can do this. But God's vision includes him. <laughs> like. like it's, there's the things that God designed us to do. We need God. It's, 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 it's collective. Because it's ultimately his vision. That he's trying to exercise through us. Alright. So we talked about how we discover what the vision is. I don't want to get too much. Much more into that, but I will give you the scripture, First uh, Corinthians 14, uh, when it talks about first, uh, I think it's 14 1 how being in the spirit we speak mysteries. And we was talking about, you know, when you speak, First Corinthians 14, Let's go to it. we'll just go to it. Great chapter for uh, as we've been trying to emphasize and highlight here. Uh, First Corinthians 12, 13, and 14 are just powerful chapters in general because it talks about the spirit moving and the gifts that you can operate. But all those gifts are to help us to see. You know, to help us to see uh, beyond the natural. Scripture tells us faith is substance, things hopeful, and the evidence of things not seen. Well, within those gifts are the gift of faith, the gift of working of miracles, the gift of tongues and interpretation of tongues. So someone speaking mysteries out in an unknown tongue and God downloading into another individual or that same individual the answers to the puzzle the answers to the riddle right it uh it talks about prophecy, God actually speaking um and it talks about words of knowledge, you know, which you know somebody's telling you what's going on in your life or what happened earlier this week in your life, and they weren't even around, or it talks about words of wisdom someone's talking to you about your future, afar off right so so First Corinthians twelve was talking about sin. Then, at before it talked about the gifts, but it got into how you got to be whole to even use the gifts. After you get in the rest of the chapter, it says God set the members in the body as it pleases Him. Says we all need each other. You know, the eye can't be jealous of the hand, and all those different things. As you keep going down, but then it gets into First Corinthians thirteen, and it it, it talks about tongues again. It says, well, you don't want to be a clanging uh, symbol, right? That's ever clanging brass or tinkling symbol. Yeah, know, y'all, y'all know, what it <laughs> right? So, so it opens up with that, but then it starts talking about love. You think he's changing his topic, but he's not, because I opened up by saying that we got to get back to giving, and so he's talked about love is all about giving. But he's saying that's how you don't um, cloud the gifts, you know, because it's all about love as as they profit others, right? Then it goes to fourteen. He says, "Hey." told I said I don't want you to be a clanging symbol, but let me explain this whole gift thing because I talked to you about the gifts of the spirit and then unknown tongues was two separate things so he says when you speak speaking in a an unknown tongue you're talking unto God you're, you're getting a download of the vision sort of like the dream you had last night you're getting a download but, but if you think about it throughout the night the spirit hits you you're praying in the spirit so while you was praying in the spirit you were speaking out mysteries they're being downloaded in your heart you went to sleep and you got all the details, right? And so, so, but it says when you when 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 someone's prophesying, it says, okay, that's a gift operating. So there should be an interpreter because it'll be confusing. The goal is for us to see, not to trick everybody. So I can't preach a whole sermon sermon in tongues and there's no interpretation. That would be confusing. People will get more blind. <laughs> that the goal is to see. So it, it's speaking out mysteries, right? And so, but it's. All this is facilitated as the spirit wills. So saying, yield, yield to the Holy Spirit and let him guide you. Let him lead you. He'll show you things to come. afar off. John chapter 16, 7. He'll give you. I just, I don't know why. I just can't see. got to yield more to the spirit. You got to shut out the noise. I was, I was, uh, sent a text to my nephew and, and maybe I'll, I'll, I'll share it. Uh, but we were talking about, I think I can find it. So he's played in the holiday bowl, uh, the other day so I was uh the Lord told me to just remind him to shut out the noise and so I gave him some 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 nuggets to to uh to read just to get that noise out so his focus wouldn't be on you know because you know I I was in a small time final four but I wasn't on that stage but I do know with all the hoopla and and you got your banquets and they're showing you to the plaques and the trophies and what watch you may get and all that stuff and, and media is talking to you so you feel like you've already won something <laughs> but you ain't won none yet you didn't played the game right and so then you got people uh hyping you up or then some people criticizing you but it's just a lot of noise they got people calling you you got the tickets you got the people treating you like you're already in the nfl and you you're not uh, and so so i was telling him to Get the noise out. Let me see if I turn down the noise. Turn down the pride, the hype, the haters, uh, and the haste. Uh, Stay in the moment until it is maximized. Keep your mind on God. Think on good things. Be anxious or worried for nothing. God hasn't placed fear in you, but love for all you do, power to do it, and a clear thinking mind to see it. The best thing you can do. On the big stage, is to be still and know that God is with you. I gave him Psalm forty-six, ten: Be still, know that I'm God. Second Timothy one, seven: um, God doesn't give you a spirit of fear, of power, love, and a sound mind. Philippians four, six to eight: Be careful for nothing; think on these things. Um, and then Ephesians five, fifteen and sixteen: Walk circumspectly and redeem the time. And you know. Uh, <laughs> A lot of people probably talk to him I'm not the only one talk to him but he shut out that noise I mean he, yeah I mean that's phenomenal what he did that day um and that's what God wants us to do on whatever our platform is shut out that noise fight to see clearly to what God has so with that in mind we're going to end with this scripture because I said we wasn't going to be here long uh, even though I wanted to give you Ezekiel but I'll say that for next Wednesday uh Ephesians four. We'll end with this passage of scripture in Ephesians four. As this is one of Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, Ephesians 4, and Ephesians 6 is a part of uh, what we endeavor to have as our recommended daily reading in addition to some other chapters. But uh I love this whole chapter, but I won't read the whole chapter. I'll start at verse I want to start at verse 17 let's start at verse 13 it says to we all come in the unity of the faith so it's harmony and of the knowledge of the son of god look unto the perfect man complete mature whole man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of christ verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine every time somebody's communicates up we keep changing our worldview and our philosophy right by the slight of men that's look, look by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive so it's saying that uh, it, when it says a uh, slight of men and cunning craftiness it's saying that people people that are trying to destroy you or trick you sound like you like they don't sound you don't see them coming. <laughs> you know, it's not like, hey, I'm about to play you, and I'm going to be nasty about it. I'm going to be nasty about it, and you're going to go for it. You ain't going for that. They're going to act like your friend, look like your friend. You're going to call it love-hate relationships. It's not love-hate relationships. It's hate-hate. The love part is the deception part, right? And so so they're trying to, see, it says lie and wait to deceive they're waiting for the right time to destroy your vision and your dreams of what God has for you. At verse fifteen, it says, "But speaking the truth in love." <laughs> Look, it says, "But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto Him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together—that he's assuming we're going to stay together—and compacted. So, so it's one thing to be together; was another thing to be tight. Uh, what, what you say? Uh, closed ranks? So the compacted is closed ranks where nobody can get through. When we pledge, you know, we couldn't let nobody through. We, You know, we march and stuff, and we lock arms. And, we, you know, we had, to, we had to keep going, right? But, hey, it could be a bystander walking by on campus. They, we couldn't allow them to break our line. It could just be somebody just do 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 do, you know, yeah, yeah. These days they're on cell phones. We had cell phones back then. But 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 if, if a dude tried to break the line, he might get knocked down. Because if we allowed him to break our line, we were going to get beat up <laughs> or paddled back then. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So so we couldn't keep that line tight. Everywhere we went, you know, lock your head into somebody. He's going around campus right making sure nobody breaks your line right and that's how we're compacted together so when people are just trying to deceive or or entice or pull you into what's comfortable today at the expense of your fulfillment tomorrow they're trying to break line you're supposed to get tighter with God and the people of God not move away not 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 leave an opening you know, when I was when I was younger and played, the guys used to say, "I don't know how you do this, but this is the only place he can score, and we're gonna get all of ourselves together and keep him from this spot." He said, "I don't know how you begin to that spot because you left it open. <laughs> I just needed the opening. I'm gonna get there as long as there's an opening, right?" And that's 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 how the, it was. The scripture says he's seeking whom he may devour. It didn't say. Oh, he just devouring for just at will it says no no he's seeking whom he may who's allowed him who's left the door open? the scripture says, sin is lying at the door if I can just get a crack it's just just a crack please open the door and so when we are careless or as the scripture I gave my nephew Ephesians 5 15 not walking circumspectly not intentional when we're just carefree and casual not just with who we're around, but what we allow in our thoughts. What well, we allow our eyes to see. We're, we're not closing ranks, right? All right, so what did I end? Speaking of truth, love grows. 16, compacted uh, by whichever joint supplier, right? Uh, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body to the edifying itself in love. That's pretty deep. It says, "Look, compacted. Look, first of all, it says the whole body joined together. That ain't enough. Compacted, tight, close ranks. That's not enough. To, by that being tight, every joint supplies. We're, 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 we're providing for one another. It says, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, each part. It see effectual is, is 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 digging deep to pour out." Right, that's not casual. It's not freelance pouring out. Right, it says making increase of the body to the edifying of itself in love, building up of itself in love. That word again, love, giving. See, we're not supplying to each other. If 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 we if our vision is all about us, we're hoarding. Like we're not freely. Give. The scripture says it's freely given to you. Freely give. There's no competency of ourselves. Like we ain't sweet. Like we don't have this grand. See, you know. Uh, Okay, th- this is probably not. you know what Paul said, "I ain't saying this in the spirit." What I'm about to say, I'm not saying it in the spirit. This is this is straight Keith Bradley here. The uh the my ministry, you know, like these yeah you know uh my ministry. I even heard somebody say it recently, yeah, you know, appreciate y'all for my ministry. Really, now what what ministry is that? Because reality is, it's God's. We're just allowed to serve it again I said that and I didn't say that in the spirit so you can't you can just say well I disagree that's your opinion not a problem I don't have a problem with that but that's uh, we have to realize that we're operating in love we're here to disperse what God wants us to disperse verse 17 says this I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth <laughs> walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind vain in their mind it's all about them playing off of them even when they help it's about them. Even when they befriend you it's about them. When when, when you know, because you had the uh the with the woman that took care of the prophet, it was all about God's man of God. Hey, man of God, keep going by here. We need to set up our house. So when he goes by, he has a place to stop. We can feed him, he can eat and stuff like that. But she had nothing, no ulterior motive. Just because. This is not talking about her. This is talking about the vain mind when the person is doing it for ulterior motive. You know, to 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 sway loyalty, right? To get the hookup. <laughs> that's that. That's vanity. Vanity of mind. That's what. That's what the scripture says. It says having the understanding. Now, when you get into that bang mind, verse eighteen, having the understanding darkened. Now the person's clouded. Once the person's clouded, the next part of that scripture says being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart. So God has this life he's designed for us, his vision. We're alienated from that when we're vain in our mind and then we cross over into that ignorance and have blindness in our heart. So we're still living a life, just not God's. And it doesn't mean we won't experience some levels of success. We just won't be fulfilled. Plenty of successful people trying to kill themselves. Right? Will we ever truly? Me and my wife talking about this. Trust God, like for real, <laughs> like really trust God that that He has our. What do we say here? God, what? God loves us, and His plan is always better than ours, right? All right. In verse nineteen, it says, "Who being past feeling." So after this person has a uh, blindness in their heart, it says, "Who being past feeling." When it says "past feeling," now, now, heartless, cold, like you, you insensitive, like you don't consider your nobody else but yourself no one exists but you Tests how being passed feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness that's that partying and stuff to work all cleanness with greediness it says but you have not so learned Christ right it says it says oh I'm sorry you have not so learned Christ if so be that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus that you put off concerning the former conversation the word conversation means manner of living the former way used to live, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, that's not your conscious. Uh, Romans twelve, it says renew your mind. That's your mental ascent. The spirit of your mind is your subconscious, your default. What do you do without thinking about it? Is it or are you are you living uh, playing off a of God's vision without thinking about it? And then it says, and, and that you put on the new man, which after God, his vision, is created in righteousness and true holiness. So this is saying there is the holiness that ain't true. <laughs> it's right there. It says true. You no, know, having the form of God, but denying the power there, Second Timothy 3.7. It says, wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. That makes it about God's vision living in truth, expressing truth uh freely given as being given to you you know being vulnerable transparent some, some people hold back truth because they don't want to see else, so they don't want to see nobody shine until they're they're already shiny it's, it's, you know it's hard for people to just just give to people or or some people are only good if they're in they're what is it superior they they flow with you great. But if, what if, what if you come up, then they won't be bothered with you, because now you know they're not in control of you. Or they don't feel like you're less than them. You know, all that's vanity. All that's it's lying. You know, God gives you something to give to somebody, and you know when you give it to them, it's going to take their whole life to another level. You're like, ah, I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. So you're not going to speak the truth of love. You're just going to stay in a lie. You're going to hoard, keep it to yourself. But if our whole life is about other people, and everybody else around us their life would be about us you know what's going to happen in our life when all the resources God is putting this earth around to impact our lives is pouring into our lives your cup will run over but if all the resource God have is almost running for you in some cases they're not running for you they can't see you because you're not being here. you know you have to be genuine to attract what God has designed for you right all right, that's all for the day. I, I just wanted to share a little bit about vision. Let's, let's uh, start with the people online. Anybody have a thought or, or anything stand out to you? Anybody have a question, an insight or was challenged in a particular area?